Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And yes, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon me, can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Yeah, give a count if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are wrapped up in it. I'm thankful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be on with each and every one of you across America, around the globe, wherever you may be. I want to thank you for what you do. Listen, I'm glad you listen, and I'm glad you tell people to listen, and I'm glad you make this part of your weekly routine. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you who have made this the number one self-help show in the country, and I'm grateful for that. I want to also take a moment, as you know I do every show, to thought every show with that minute, God's minute, and then take a moment to give God some glory, to thank him for life and strength and health. I'm grateful for the show. I'm grateful for the books. I'm grateful for the speaking. I'm grateful for all the other activities, but most of all, I'm grateful for life. 
life. And I am grateful. There's a study that was shown that CEOs and millionaires, billionaires who have an attitude of gratitude tend to have gratitude as their leading force and have greater success because of it. So I am grateful and I am grateful that God gives me another day to do what I do. And then I'm thankful for our sponsor. Take a moment to thank our sponsor, Truist Financial. Two great banks came together to create an even greater bank, Truist. They have a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities. With combined resources, collective passion, continuous pursuit of innovation, Truist is opening the door to a better financial experience to help people and businesses achieve more. See what the future of finance is shaping up to be at Truist. That's T-R-U-I-S-T, Truist.com, Truist Bank, member FDIC. Well, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful for Truist, and I'm grateful for my guests. I've got somebody, y'all all know him. Y'all know him. He is an iconic person in uh, America who has done such incredible things with his life. Uh, he's a judge. Y'all know him from TV. He's a judge who is also an activist, someone who has become an author, someone who does speaking, but someone who has made a difference and is well known for being straightforward, straight shooter, tell the truth, don't Oh, no punches. And as a result of that, he had, we, he had a television show that was the longest running show with a black judge in America in the history. He is Greg, uh, Judge Greg Mathis. You know him all. I, I was going to tell his story, but no one can tell his story like Judge Greg Mathis, how he was somewhat of a juvenile delinquent. Some, I'll let him tell what he did and how his life changed. Judge Greg Mathis. And folks, y'all got to know that I met him years ago with my dear friend, Bob Johnson, founder of Black Entertainment Television, and we reconnected and I was honored to have him to come back. Judge Mathis, good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, my brother. Let me say, um, first of all, I believe that most folks know of my journey, but I don't mind uh, repeating it often and over the years. And it's because a lot of people have not benefited from the inspiration that journey uh, gives. And that is my jail to judge uh, background and the I, journey thereof. I love um, that jail to judge. That's fantastic. Tell the story. Yeah. Well, um, as folks know, I was in and out of juvenile as a kid. And uh, my last encounter with the law at age 17, I was tried as an adult for carrying a gun state nine months in jail, came out, got a GED, and went to college yes. um, and became a campus activist and then came out and began working in politics and with Reverend Jackson. Uh -huh. uh, and so I did that uh, for 10 years and then ran uh, after working for the city council, the mayor of Detroit, Mayor Young, and for Reverend Jackson, I then ran for judge and all three of those groups of uh, allies and all that village got behind me. And uh, even though the media tried to kill my campaign by bringing up my background, it backfired because of the service I had provided in Detroit. I had been a servant, a community servant. And so the people, the voters knew me more than the media did. Yes. And that's important. Uh, when it comes to our people and trying to uplift yourself and your community, it begins with 
service. We have Absolutely. to serve them before they'll love you. Man, that's a, you know, that's a great analogy. Service. You know, Dr. King said at his uh, last speech at Ebenezer Baptist Church and at the, that, that great speech, the drum major impact, he said, if you want to be recognized, that's good. If you want to be important, that's fine. But if you want to be great, you got to know the new definition of greatness, which is service. You don't have to go to college to serve. You don't have to know about Aristotle and Plato. You don't have to know the second theory of dynamics, uh, nuclear dynamics or thermodynamics. All you need is a heart full of love and a soul generated by grace. You serve somebody and you can be great. And that's what you decided to do, starting with uh, Reverend Jackson and in Detroit. Well, from that service, though, there were great impact as well as dividends that came from that because you went on to go from that point to get on the bench. And then how did you how did they discover you for television? Yeah, well, you know, my journey is uh, primarily or just as inspirational as it is a um, uh, an example of a story of tenacity, uh, mm. because indeed, once I got my law degree and passed the bar exam, they withheld my law license for three years because of my 17-year-old, uh, the conviction I had as a 17-year-old, in which case it had already been expunged. Wow. But they held it against me anyway, and I had to get my license fight at the Supreme Court of the state of Michigan to win my license to practice. And really? Really? Yes. And then it was when I left the mayor's office once I got my license and began practicing and was fighting for urban youth. I was a criminal defense lawyer uh, representing primarily uh, young adults, getting them plea bargains and uh, second chance opportunities for the most part. And uh, when I saw some of the judges weren't as compassionate, I decided I'd run for judge. Wow. And, and so knowing that I kind of, you know, I knew I had to love the people because the people knew me. And yes. so they, once again, as I said, they brought up my street background uh, as part of the media campaign. And uh, I won. I beat the incumbent judge by 20,000 votes. He had been there for 10 years. Uh, and that made national news. Former street gang member becomes youngest judge in state history 15 years after leaving jail. Wow. And so it was that story Hollywood star calling me about. And it led to the offer for a judge show. And my only condition was that they show my journey at the mm. beginning of the show. And so for the first 10 years of the show, folks saw the journey that I went through. And since that time, we've gotten hundreds of thousands of people that I've met, seen, or otherwise heard from said I helped inspire and change their life. So that was the blessing of the, uh, 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 of the miracle that I received in my life. That is a miracle story. But again, do you, there's some points I want to make sure people got from that. One, that a mistake does not have to be the rest of your life. That's the important part. Then the second one was the tenacity that you could have said, oh, well, woe is me. Uh, I, they won't give me my license. I'll just accept it and I'll do something else. But you had a vision. What drove you, though, to keep going? There's something that drove you. What was that driving force that would inspire you to keep going and keep going and keep going, even when all the odds were stacked against you? Yeah. 
my self-confidence, which came one from uh, my childhood where my mom uh, always programmed me to believe I was smart. The only downside, she had two words whenever her friends or she would describe me and I'd be, they say, oh, he's so smart. But she said, well, but he bad. And so I was programmed (laughs) to believe I was smart and that I was a bad kid from age five. As early as I can remember, my mom called me, he's smart, but he bad as hell. (laughs) So I grew up thinking that. Yes. Even though I was the bad kid in the class, I was a thug. Uh, as the as grades went up, I became more uh, thugged out, for lack of a better term. But at the same time, I always strove to be the smartest kid in the class. Wow. If, if I wasn't kicked out that week, <laughs> <laughs> when I got back, when the teacher asked a question, I'm the first one to raise my hand. Even though everybody looked down on me as uh, Crazy Gregory, who was always in trouble, they had to look up to me when it came to academics because I was a little more uh, advanced, if you will, or a little more prepared um, or gifted. Let's put it that way. A little more gifted academically. And so I grew up feeling that way. And I became, unfortunately, the best criminal of my uh, peer group. <laughs> but on the other hand, I became the most prepared and the most confident of my peer group. And so it was that confidence that I that was able to sustain me in times of diversity. The confidence said, you don't let anybody defeat you. That confidence says, you can't be defeated. The mm-hmm. confidence says, I'm going to keep fighting until you knock me out, until I can't fight anymore. Right. I could have. I had many of my street friends, because keep in mind, uh, when I first began to have issues with the law, uh, with the bar examiners, I was only 27. And so all my fr- I was eight, nine years out of the street. Wow. And so all my friends I was in the street with, those who were alive and not on drugs, they were rich. Mm. And they would always criticize me even when I was going to school. And they would say, those folks are going to cross you. That's what they were telling me while I was studying undergrad and in law school. And they were getting rich in the 80s from the cocaine epidemic. Um, they say, you better come get some of this money because that that's stuff you're doing is not going to be anything. You're going to get crossed by them folks at any moment. And sure enough, as they ultimately said, see, the cross came down. We told you the cross was going to come. They won't give you your license after all this you've done. You're $200,000 in debt from student loans, and now they won't give you your license and it's been uh, 15 years since you've done any wrong, or at that time, 12, 13. You better come get some of this dope. You better get a few of these kilos and get some money. Nope, I'm not punking out. I'm not giving up. That's y'all thing. I'm finna take over mainstream society. Brothers, we have, I'm talking to my street brothers. We're more resourceful. We have more critical analysis, uh, <laughs> mental agility, because we got a lot going on at all times. 
Absolutely. Hold that thought. We're here with Greg Judge, Judge Greg Mathis. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back after this quick message. And for sure, the best is still yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I'm so excited today to share with you about our sponsor for this podcast is Truist Financial, a bank where two great banks came together to create an even greater bank. BB&T and SunTrust were great banks on their own, but they came together with a focus on caring, caring for others and caring for small businesses and caring for communities and caring that people will achieve their goals. They came with this concept of caring. And when you start a bank with care and you go from there, you will create a truest financial, a unique bank that will have great impact on our community. Go to truest dot com. Check them out at truest.com. T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Truest Financial is a member of FDIC. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make sure to tell them at Truest that I sent you. Have a great one. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success, and that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. It's 
And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And for sure, this is going to be a day that you want to want to just stay tuned, stay connected, because we're talking real talk with Judge Greg Mathis. Now, before we go back in, I want to encourage everybody to go to winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com. If you're not signed up to my newsletter, I send out a weekly newsletter with the tips from my interviews, the pearls that I get from the interviews. Sometimes things get past people and I'll say, did you hear that? Oh, I didn't hear that. Or did you get that little that little pearl that he or she said, oh my. So I send you a list of the things I learned from these incredible interviews. Plus what I'm learning as I traverse through life on how you can have greater success, greater wealth, health, and wisdom. So join me on winwithwilly.com. Sign up for the newsletter and you can get all my resources there. And we got programs to help you win in your marriage, when in your uh, raising your children, when in your family life, your faith walk, when in your business, everything we got there with winwithwilly.com. Speaking of winning and fin- winning with your family life, I want to go back to something Judge Math has talked about. And it is a pattern that his mama instilled in him, not knowing that she was conditioning him. She was saying, Yes, he's smart, but he's bad. And there's a piece in that I want every parent to hear that there is something that our community has done for generations. Well, we'll say, we'll criticize the action while also criticizing the person. And what we want to help you to grow if your children are misbehaving, which often they will, is to do something I was taught to do uh, as I was growing up by my father-in-law. He was a pastor. He said, I want you to, when my son was growing up, to encourage him in his brilliance as you criticize the behavior without criticizing the person. So when my son would do something wrong, I'd say, you know what? I'm disappointed that someone as bright as you, as smart as you, would make that choice. Because you have such great potential. I'm disappointed. My son today is an attorney. He's doing well, but I had to encourage him. So Greg Mathis overcame conditioning that was part of our community. You know, people would say that stuff about their children. Oh, you nothing like, but like your daddy. Or, you know, you know, no. that, that kind of thing yeah. was part of our culture, which we hopefully are starting to transform that kind of communication. Well, you did not let that obviously keep you from your greatness because while the dudes on the street were telling you, man, you better come over here and get this dope money. You better come over. You made a conscious decision. And that's that that reminds me of a number of conversations I've had with very successful African-American millionaires, billionaires. Almost every one of them that I know of have had that moment where they had to make a, a critical choice. Do I go with the fast, quick money or do I hang in here? Do I do the work that it's going to take so I can see the fullness of the vision I have for my future. And you made that decision. A number of others who've been on, I'm always inspired by that because you had the choice yeah. and they laughed at you. Yeah. And they said, why don't you come over here? You're wasting your time. Yeah. But this is a great example folks that you let your kids hear this interview because judge Greg Mathis is an example of someone who said, mm-hmm. I'm going to go 
with Main Street rather than the street. And the impact is we know all all of us know him now from television, from his work in the community. What about the ones who made the main the, the main I mean the street decision? Many of them. Well, here's uh, a, a mixed news, I guess I would put it in that manner. Five of the 10 closest friends of mine when I was on the street, they left, the, they followed me out of the street. Hmm. Four of them went to the penitentiary. I picked them up when they were released, each of the four brought them over to my community center because by that time I had a community center. Unfortunately, all four of them had been sentenced to a minimum of 10 and up to 30 years. Wow. One 30 years that, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the super sentences, unfortunately they were giving in the eighties with mass incarceration. And right. so I would pick them up. Uh, and take them to my community center, which I've had, or youth agency, which I've had way before television, and get them to volunteer, show their commitment to the community, and then I'd help them get jobs. One went from jail. Ten years later, he was the number three person at the county government because wow. he worked at my youth agency. I got him hired at city council. He he uh, he was very well. Um, at his job, did a very good job, which was community organizing. And because he knew the community and which was my specialty as well, we were able to relate to the folks who others can't quite relate to. Absolutely. And so those four guys are all very productive. One owns a multi-million dollar homes nursing staffing agency. Uh, he married he, a couple of years out of prison. He married a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> And she put him in the business. Now he makes more than her. Wow. Uh, the doctor herself. And one, on the other hand, came home. Uh, he was probably my closest partner on the street. He um, did 30 years in prison and then came home uh, about five years ago and died a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, so uh, he never recovered. And the majority of them, however, are dead or uh, are dead. Yeah. You know, that's that's a story we hear, but we're so grateful for the example of someone like you who shows that it's possible. And that's what we want to encourage people to understand that it's possible. One, that your past does not equal your future. Uh, one of the things I'm very excited about is my nonprofit organization, Jolly Good News. Dot org. Mm -hmm. One of our goals is to put my book, a setback as a setup in a for a comeback, setback is set up for a comeback into prisons because I get letters from prisoners who say, mm -hmm. my mama told me about it or a friend told mm -hmm. me about that book or I need that book. I need to turn a comeback. I need to make a comeback. And I am raising money now to, to print it in the uh, form. It usually has to be paperback in the mm -hmm. form that they need to have to Biddy in prison yeah. and have it in audio form too. Because some, as you well know, do not have the uh, literary skills or mm -hmm. are, are literate in their reading. So one of the things that you were able to do was to help them to come back, show their past does not equal their future and to encourage them. But you know what the biggest thing you did? You succeeded. That's the biggest thing you did. They saw, look what he did. Wow. Look what he did. We laughed at him. We told him he was wasting time. But look what he did. 
Well, I got to tell you, Dr. Uh, Willie, I don't quite feel I've succeeded with my mission yet. Um, so, yes, I'm still on a journey towards success and my trajectory is high. However, my goal is to help change the lives of the brothers who were left behind in the neighborhoods like the ones I've come from, like the one I came from. Crime, drug infested, uh, failed education, gun, uh, uh, saturated neighborhood. Uh, and so until all these brothers are out the penitentiary and doing the right thing, I'm not quite a success. But I, I, man, that's on the road. man. That's that's so commendable because that's the right mindset. I was just doing a town hall just recently, and it's online with uh, the Bishop Larty from the AMEZ Church, and he had me as a guest. And he said, "What is the key that we must to to raise the consciousness of our people?" And what do we have to do to help our people to be all they can be here in America as well as in the African diaspora? And I said, one of the things we must do is we must encourage each other, inspire each other, and never give up on each other and support each other. And that's what you're saying right then, yeah. that we still got work to do. And we're not, you know, I think Dr. King might have said it. None of us are really truly a success than all of us a success. And let me tell you where I got that mindset from. And it stuck with me. Yes. It's something that Elijah Muhammad said to Malcolm X, the late mm. El Haj uh, Shabazz, Malik Shabazz. Malcolm was boasting, and this is a true story. Malcolm was saying to the messenger, uh, he was boasting about how many people he was converting in Michigan. I went to Michigan and with Detroit, we had 20,000 people. And then Grand and Flint, we had this. And they say the messenger said, Well, Malcolm is. Everybody in Michigan a Muslim now? <laughs> well, well, no, no, Your Honor, no honorable Elijah Muhammad, they're not. Okay, well, then check back with me when they're all Muslims. Then you can, <laughs> then you will have done something. Yes. You know, and that's a profound point because we we realize that we've got a mission, a mission, a message that we've got to encourage and, and, and never stop and never get confident or satisfied with helping others to raise their level and yeah. raise their consciousness. And when you help others raise their consciousness, then that has the internal impact that can help legacy wealth and legacy success and legacy perpetual influence. So you, you've done that, but you still, as you say, still got a way to go. And as a honorable Elijah Muhammad protected brother, Malcolm, you, you've got to do more. You got to be more. Don't, don't get confident. Don't, and don't get puffed up because yeah. there's more work to do. We all got more work to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with judge Greg Mathis. We're going to talk more about his story. And as always, we're going to talk about what it is that he can teach you about becoming the best you you can be and how you can continue to grow your influence, your impact, your inspiration to your community where you have influence. Because someone said, how do I change the world? Start by changing self. And in changing self, you can change your family. Your family can change the community and your community can change your city and your city can change your state and your state can change the world. Let's go forward. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a set up for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store. Get some of the audios, the videos the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show and podcast. If you don't listen to the show regularly, you can also get it on my podcast on C-Suite Radio, C-Suite C is in Charlie, then Sweet, S-U-I-T, like Sweet of Rooms, C-Sweet Radio, or where you get your regular podcasts, or on iHeart, or Spotify, or Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcasts, but whatever you do, just listen to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast every week. I've got the best and the brightest, whether it be a Damon John, whether it be a Colin Powell, bless his soul, uh, whether it be a, a John Maxwell, T.D. Jakes, whether it be my friend and, and Greg Mathis's friend, Bob Johnson. Uh, we've got the best and the brightest thought leaders and wealth creators on this show. So make sure you go to the podcast and you listen to this show, put it in your schedule every week right here on this channel. Well, I also want to, again, take a moment to thank our friends at Truist, the bank that started with care. They're about care. And if you build a bank from there, that's when you get Truist. BB&T and SunTrust, they merged to form Truist with a shared purpose to inspire, build, and care for communities and impact them with more financial literacy and financial success. Let me give you an example. Truist has come up with something called the Truist Community Benefits Plan. They've earmarked $60 billion, that's right, billion with a B, to invest in affordable housing, nonprofit support, small business growth over the next three years. So you can see that while Truist is committed to building better banks that care for you, they're just as committed to giving back to the community and caring in a meaningful way for all folks in our communities and communities all over America. Check them out at truest.com. That's T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Truest Financial member, FDIC. Well, my guest is the one and only Judge Greg Mathis. This is a guy who went from jail to becoming a judge. He went from being a street dude to being on Main Street. He went from being someone who was smart 
but bad, as his mama would say, but someone who became what we call in our community bad, a bad dude who helps others by being supportive, encouraging, uplifting, inspirational. He's written books and he's helped people in uh, a lot of communities to see that their past does not equal their future. That's what I love. Now, here's a question I have for you, uh, Judge Mathis. Those three years, that's almost like Muhammad Ali had three years where he was kept from being the champion. That had an impact, but he was able to do some speeches at colleges and things like that to support himself. How did you survive? And what kept you going? And what kept you from listening to your buddies on the street and say, come on over here and get this dope money? What kept you going? Well, I got to say, I listened to him a little bit. Because I was prepared not to get my license. <laughs> so I thought they were going to cross me too. And sure enough, they did. <laughs> they ain't going to let you be no lawyer. And they were right. So, no, but I began, when I was admitted to law school, I began looking over my shoulder. Even though the law school admitted me knowing that I had a record, but it had been expunged. That's why I was able to win my license at the state Supreme Court, because my record had been expunged years earlier, over a decade earlier. With the uncertainty of being able to practice law in the future, I prepared myself for a alternative career. And I know most people say, don't have no B plan. Well, Uh, You can be 90% certain of your plan and your plan could be 90% solid, but then that 10% could cause you hell. So have you a 10% alternative plan? I like the way you think it. I like the way you think it. Chicken George said in the movie, he said in Roots, you better have an A plan, a B plan, and a C plan. And you said it. You better have something to Mm -hmm. fall back as a way, a alternative to think about. That's what you did. Yes. And my desire to be a lawyer uh, was for social justice, to change social, for social justice and to change public policy toward inner city communities. That was my objective uh, in wanting to become a lawyer. I was going to work, I was looking to work for civil rights organizations or political leaders to help change public policy. That's why I joined with Reverend Jackson, as I've said. However, knowing that I had to have an alternative, I my alternative became a political operative. And so mm. I began working for the city council working my way up in politics. That was my alternative. And it gave me the same fulfillment that it would had I become a lawyer, uh, because that fulfillment was in fighting for equality and justice in Detroit. We had all- Coleman Young was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. That Coleman Young was quite a man. And I was one of his top aides. And so uh, that's where I got much of my political training. And so it was that alternative that I prepared for. On the other hand, when they did the first hearing, the ethics committee, first of all, the state bar ethics committee asked you to come in for interviews if there's some questionable things on your application. So when they brought me in for the first interview, I said, okay, I'll explain and they'll understand. 
Well, they went back into things that were on my juvenile record, which was sealed, as was my expungement. But the courts and the bar association, you give them the approval to go and dig those things up. So they started asking me about things I did when I was 14 and 15. Wow. And that, ir- that irritated me so much. I said, what, y'all think I'm going to break in your house at age 30? I'm a <laughs> lawyer now. Give me my license. Right. So, of course, that hearing didn't work out well. (laughs) So six months later, there was an appeals hearing after they had turned me down. Well, at that hearing, I think I did all right. 30 days later, however, they had turned me down again. Hmm. So they typically don't give a third hearing, but I wrote the Bar Association asking for a third hearing because of these circumstances. And during that time, however, that between the time I asked for a third hearing and the time I won my license at the state Supreme Court was about a year and a half or two years. And I developed three ulcers during that time that my doctor attributed directly to the stressful life that I had to endure trying to determine how I was going to pay that $200,000 loan off and uh, accommodate that seven-year journey, or at least a four-year of night school and law school. And so um, that's where my mind was, but I wouldn't give up. I kept fighting, even though they kept turning me down until I won my right at the Supreme Court. But between those times, it was a hell of a struggle and it caused me uh, health challenges. Let me go back to something you just said. And I want to make sure people heard that. You went to night school. Was that for Mm -hmm. undergrad? Yes. No, for uh, law school while I worked in politics. Mm -hmm. So let's say, so folks, listen carefully. He He went from jail, got your GED, is that correct? Yes. Got yeah. a GED, went and got to college, got accepted, went to college, worked hard, mm-hmm. got through college, and then had to support himself while he was going to law school at night, took out loans to do this. They rejected him on getting his law license after you passed the bar, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. After you passed the bar, would not give him his license because they were finding stuff in his past as a child and as a teenager where they made errors. I made errors as a teenager. I know, I know a lot of my friends made errors, but they made all sorts of claims against him, but he was turned down twice. Now he could have said, no one ever gets, you know, you get two turned downs. That's it. But your tenacity, that's what I want to go back to folks. His tenacity. He wrote a letter and asked for another hearing. And he got it because he was refusing to accept what they said. Folks, if you don't hear anything else, this is a pearl that he just dropped on everybody. You must be tenacious. You must keep going. You must not give up. You must keep fighting. Life is a fight for territory. When you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want automatically takes over. Am I right about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the good news is that you can fight and you can win. If you don't fight, you're guaranteed to lose. If Come you on. fight, you may win. 
Amen. That, I mean, this is this is the kind of message I want folks to get that he did not pop up just as a success on television and as a judge because somebody gave it to him. No, this was not given. This was a process. This was a fight. And everybody is going to have fights because they're going to be all sorts of uh, we say at every level, there's a new devil. There's some yeah. sort of new thing that can keep you from being all you were born to be. But Gr- Judge Greg Mathis chose not to accept that mindset that I'll just, I'll just slink away. I'll just we'll go down. I'll just accept it. No, this is not, they in for a fight. And I'm sure now they know, well, you went back, you helped some of your buddies and you encouraged them. Many of them gone on to be successful. And now you are part of your, uh, your uh, activity now is you go around helping others by encouraging them through your speaking and your program. What are some of the things that you are continuing to do? You wrote some books. Tell us about the books, please. Sure. Well, the book one chronicles my life as a street youth growing up, up through the time I was elected, uh, up until the time I was elected judge. Yeah. And that is Inner City Miracle. Street Judge is a second book that was written based on my, uh, loosely based on my life as a judge in Detroit and all the dynamics that go along with a guy like me who still lived and dwelled and related to uh, poor black people who might have been involved in crime and drugs uh, because that's who I know, that's who I grew up with. And so I had to walk that line, still associate, otherwise I wouldn't have any friends or relatives Right. The most dramatic example is that I had an aunt. She died recently, but for four years, she was wheelchair bound in the home or no, bed written. And only way I could see her is to go over. Well, her son, her grandsons who lived with her sold crack right outside the house. Wow. So I had to walk by her grandson selling crack, knowing that it was probably stashed in the house and go and sit up there in her dope house, in the dope house for a couple of hours if I wanted to see my 85-year-old bedridden aunt. Well, wow. I had to see her. Yes. And so that was the circumstance. That was really illegal for right. me to go and see a crime in action, even though they don't show me. They, I could say, well, I didn't see them exchanging hands. Right. <laughs> I knew they were selling dope. But that's the fine line I had to walk. And also... Uh, I had the political turmoil that went on. I was a political up-and-comer, and everybody wanted me to run against the current mayor at that time. And folks wanted to get me to run against him. And uh, so that's the directory, the direction and trajectory I was on. And uh, that's what the book details as well. Then... Hold that Let thought. We're gonna, I want, hold that thought. We're going to take a break, but I want to make sure people know where they can get it. We're going to take a quick break with Judge Greg Mathis. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, the best is yet to come. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me. When you need me. the phone you can call and call me, me. Call me. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And my special guest is America's judge. He is the judge who you all see. He's a straight shooter. Uh, tells the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Judge Greg Mathis. D- Judge Mathis, you were telling us about the books. Uh, finish telling and also tell us where, where they can get the books. I want yes. them to go and get the books as well as anything else from you that, that could be of value to them. Yes, both books were over 15 years ago, and I think they may be out of print, but I hear people, they, people bring them to me to sign, and I think <laughs> okay. you can buy them on Amazon, however. Good. Inner City Miracle, Judge Mathis on Amazon, and Street Judge uh, by Judge Mathis. Secondly, the work we do in the community has continued to be to uh, escalate, quite frankly. You know, I started the youth this youth agency that is now run out of our community center uh, a little after leaving college. Yes. After I gathered a group of guys from college and we started this agency, young adults asserting themselves to help other brothers come out of the street, get a GED and go to college or trade school. We had monthly workshops doing that. Five years in, we had an office. Ten years in, we had a community center, which I purchased, uh, which me and my wife purchased, 
and now it operates for its 18th year. There we provide ex-offender assistance, whether it's going into franchises, getting jobs, or going into public service. So that's a big part of what we do. And I uh, come and assist uh, political leaders uh, who represent best the needs of the community in which I am most uh, uh, interested in helping. Uh, whether it's Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a fierce fighter, uh, whether it's uh, many of the other Congress people that I've worked with over the years to help them get elected. That's the type of work I also do in addition to speaking to community groups. Yes, your speaking is outstanding. And as a speaker in, in the Hall of Fame, I know the great speakers when I see them and hear them. And you definitely inspire people by your message and your what you have been able to help people to do. OK, so what I do in every segment, Judge, is uh, or every interview, uh, I, I, I want to do what I do. And you about to you got us. Now, here's what happens. You come into D.C. and we post pandemic. And you say, uh, Brother Willie, you give me a call on my cell phone. And I say, hey, Brother J J Judge Greg, how you doing, man? Good. I'm coming to D.C. and I, I, I want to do something to make a difference in the community. OK, that's good. I'll pick you up from your hotel. We'll go over to Howard University and uh, we will go into a, a class of young entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, people who want to do something with their lives, who have a desire. They want to be successful. L let's tell them a couple of you got us. Give me some you got us. You got it. If you going to be successful you gotta do this here's some of your got it three or four you got us well you gotta have the confidence that you can win mm. then you have to prepare yourself for the struggle amen then you have to work hard to outcompete your peers mm. everyone wants the same thing yes success in their field Yes. So whatever field you go into, you're competing with tens of thousands of people who want to do the same thing and they want to be the best in that in that field. So you have to outwork your peers first yes. and you can't outwork them if you're not prepared. Right. Uh, so prepare yourself, have the confidence to believe you can win, though, then go get prepared for that fight. And then fight until you win by co competing with those with your peers. You know, that is such great confidence building conversation. You've got to make the decision. It's a decision, isn't it, Judge? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. You, and you make the decision and you go in to be the best. What I loved also, he said earlier, that even when he was a bad boy, he made the decision to be the smartest in the class. Yeah. So that, that, that meant you did some study. You did some work. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, that, was, that did mean that. And my mother, who was an avid Christian and worked both midnights as a nurse's aide, uh, cleaning bedpans for the rich and attending homes during the day, uh, cleaning the homes of the rich and at night tending to the bedpans of the sick. And so we, she didn't have much time with us but she was always there when we got out of school. And for that hour, we'd have to do our homework. Her, uh, me and my three brothers in the toughest housing projects in Detroit uh, without a father. 
And so it was that one or two hours every afternoon when we came home and my mother met us home after working her uh, uh, cleaning houses uh, that we had to make sure we did our work. So, yes, I was prepared. I was bad, but I was prepared. And the other part of that, I was prepared to take and pass the GED. I was prepared to matriculate college because my mother had made sure that her sons were prepared. And then she gave me the confidence that I could win. And then when I got into mainstream America and looked around, I said, I can outcompete all these guys. They're privileged. They haven't had to work hard. I've been working hard and had to survive and use survival skills and resourcefulness all of my uh, life. And so that's the mindset I had when I went into prep when I went into competition with my peers. I felt a sense of superiority. Yes. I know black folks, I know we are often victims of white supremacy, uh, but I felt supreme. Well, you know what Jim Brown, the great uh runner, mm-hmm. he said, I will dominate this gridiron by mm-hmm. my physical force and my superior thinking that go. they will not un- they will not understand what hit them that's and that's right. really that's really Thank what you. you're saying i just i, out- I outwork them i outthink them i I'll fight them and you don't know where i came from and what i had to do to get to where i am it was no easy task and we've had over the last few weeks one after another people who got geds and went on to great success and i thought that was profound because we got so many young people who think well uh you know i i didn't finish school well you know what you can you can get a ged you can you can change your life you can turn it around judge Greg Mathis is a good example. Somebody who just made up his mind that he was going to be a success. Well, we got on a couple more minutes. Any closing thoughts, Judge, on how people can transform their thinking to transform their lives so they can transform their futures? Yes. One is educate yourself. Not just formal education in college or high school or otherwise, but read. Read books that enhance you, read books that empower you, read books that give you wisdom and knowledge that you can live by. And I know that's what you represent, Dr. Willie. You represent uh, empowering yourself uh, through education and then delivering that education to others to uplift them. And so all you have to do, folks, is follow the formula that Dr. Willie has set for you and you'll be all right because judge advocates that exact pathway. Amen. I am so grateful for Judge Greg Mathis. I encourage you. Is there a website, uh, Judge Mathis, where people can learn more about you? Yes, we have askjudgemathis.com where it talks about the resources we provide the community around the country. And we have on that a church-based membership, a church-based mentorship book, as well as a uh, legal directory for folks who need uh, to clean their records. And then lastly, of course, Judge Mathers' Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. I love it. Folks, I want you to go 
and get these resources. I want you to follow him on all his social. I want you to stay connected to him. He is making a difference in our community. I cannot thank him enough for taking time to make uh, uh, it part of his uh, schedule to to work this out. Cause we've been trying for a long time, but I knew I was going to stay stay on it because I said I got to have his brother on my show. I get the best and the brightest, and he's one of the best and the brightest. And someone is a shining example in our community of someone who is saying, until all of us are successful, I'm not really as successful as I can be. That's an applaudable, commendable mindset. And that's what it takes. Uh, This is Dr. Willie Jolly. I want to again thank our friends at Truist for being our sponsor. They have made a commitment to start with care and build a bank from there. BB&T and SunTrust built Truist with a mindset to care. Go to Truist.com. Truist, T-R-U-I-S-T.com. And you learn more about them. And let me spell you again. T-R-U-I-S-T. Truist Financial. Remember FDIC. And then I want you to go to winwithwilly.com and look at all of the things we have there. Join us every Monday night for our Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, the broadcast marriage show. You know, my wife and I wrote the book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. The book's bestseller now. So come and learn how we've been married over 36 years and haven't had an argument in over 35 years and how we keep going. Those first couple of years were like World War III, but we learned for some mentors. What Greg Mathis talked about, getting mentors and learning from others. So we learn from mentors and go get my books. Go get some of the books that that will encourage, inspire you. We want to help more people. And there are free resources on that page as well. Winwithwilly.com. Check me out every morning, uh, 8.20 Eastern, 7.20 Central on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on the uh, Radio One Network. And then follow me on all my uh, newsletters. We'll send a one-minute motivational message out every morning to inspire you. Share it with your friends, your family members. This is your time to win. This is your time to overcome. Don't let anything keep you. You know for sure, as Judge Greg Mathis just said, your best is yet to come. You can do it. Be tenacious. Be committed. Be excellent. And don't stop. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless you. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope 
that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered, and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more, and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program, and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.